Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. As always, a delight to share what I believe as a mom is just common sense conservatism. It's not hard to understand, right? And I just say what you feel. And if you like it and you're comfortable, we're delighted that you're here. You know, what's interesting about freedom is that when you live in a free society, And something is going on within your government or within your community. You have the ability to do something to change it. Whether you start a a new economy, an alternate economy, and you take advantage of something that you see out there, you're going to do something and you're going to offer something bigger and better. Go for it. That's what you can do in the land of the free. When your government fails to take action... And refuses to acknowledge problems of its own making because the government itself is corrupt. The tentacles are so deep. You have that ability to circumvent it in your own way and be part of a solution. This is what's been going on for years. This is why entrepreneurs and innovators are so fascinating. This is why I'm suckered into that show, The Shark Tank, right? Isn't it interesting to see how many people come up with trying to build a better mousetrap? They identify something that is necessary or that is broken in the world and they innovate and they create something and they put it out there and they try to get investors. That is the process, at least business wise, of doing something that changes things. How about this headline? I found this on... Uh, MediaResearchCenter.com. So this is a phenomenal website. MRCTV.com.org it is, excuse me. Americans donate $55 million to fund Texas Governor Abbott's border wall. Half million to transport migrants to other states. Wait, what? 
You mean to tell me in this economy right now where 60 percent of Americans, when asked if you had an unexpected bill of blank dollars or more, and it's not like thousands, it's hundreds. Would you be able to cover it comfortably? Say no. When you've got, what, 40 to 50 percent of people admitting they live paycheck to paycheck and the number of people who work multiple jobs for the privilege of treading water right now, not moving ahead, not squirreling away for tomorrow. You're trying to tell me that you have enough Americans who are willing to give fifty five million dollars to build the freaking wall that our government purposefully refuses to. That Donald Trump said needed to be built. Hell yeah. That's called victory. That's called a lot of ones standing up today and saying, you know what? I might not be rich. But I can throw 10 or 20 bucks at something that's important. And is there anything more important than our sovereignty? That is what they want to end. That is what this global compact on migration nonsense is all about. As the United Nations pretends as though we give a fat rip what they think. Suck it, UN and World Health Organization and all of the other suckers out there. Americans have donated more than $55 million to Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott's, quote, Operation Lone Star to help fund construction of a border wall in his state, which is being overwhelmed, as you well know, by illegal immigration. Quote, join our historic efforts to secure the border, the governor's Operation Lone Star website requests, providing links to donation pages for border wall funding, funding to transport illegal aliens to so-called sanctuary cities outside of the state who claim to welcome them, and also for border security funding. Oh, yeah? You are the clowns who said that you guys were sanctuary cities. Eric Adams wanted a freaking ticker tape parade. He took a, he took a, a promotional video as the first bus rolled in to New York City. 100,000 people later... An absolutely crippled welfare system later. Veterans being displaced so that migrants, illegal people, can have their spots. What? It's a losing, a losing suggestion for the left, and they are feeling it. How about this? A total $56 million actually has been donated as of December 8th. I'm sure the number is higher. What are people giving for? Well, how about $55,427,025 to help fund the border wall? Reality number one. Go back to the time of the Vikings. What did you need to avoid an invasion? Well, you need a really good army and you need a really good wall. No, you don't. That's racist. That's white nationalist talk. These are the clowns who told Donald Trump those things who scoffed at him and laughed at him when he said we needed a wall. Well, Eric Adams or whoever the schmuck is who's now in charge of Chicago, Gavin Newsom, all of these people in California. Hey, you guys are the ones who are like, come here, my friends. Everybody who wants to self-mutilate, break the law, be a ne'er-do-well and wants us to pay for them, come on in. Well, 
$55 million, is building the wall that your government refuses to. To date, about 12 miles of border wall have been built by the state at an estimated cost of more than $20 million per mile. Wow. $20 million per mile. Aren't you glad that earlier this year, for pennies on the dollar, the Biden administration sold all of the materials that we spent hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on? Sold it. Yeah, we don't need that. Mm, Interesting. They also gave $460,000 to help fund transportation of migrants. Hey, you, not in my town. You can go over there. And so now what are they doing in Chicago? We're not accepting any more buses. All right, well, we're flying them in. Good luck with that. They're coming to you. They're flooding you. They're overwhelming you. You guys are the ones who wanted it. You get to have it. So there's that story. Americans doing the job that the government refuses to do. If Democrats think that border security and migration and all this jazz, illegal immigration, isn't going to be like number two next to the economy in 2024, they're kidding themselves. Then there's this. Little, little sniffs of things where the tide is turning. And this isn't small. How about this story? Pennsylvania Democrats switch to Republican Party in droves. Wait, what? I live in the land before time. There's somebody here who's a Democrat who's seeing the real picture, who's not been completely jaded by all of the garbage that they watch on CNN. Apparently so. How about this? In 2023, how many registered Democrats do you think switched over from from the Democratic Party and now identify as Republicans? Brock, what do you think? 5,000, 8,000? What do you think would be a good number? How many Democrats, registered Democrats in Pennsylvania have now become Republicans? Well, I would say for it to be a news story, you're probably looking at about seven or 8,000. 35,589 registered Democrats switched over and now identify as Republicans. 35,000. That is what is happening. Look, not everybody has the story, the notoriety. And I know he doesn't want it. Brandon Strzok doesn't want it. He didn't want to get ensnarled in the crosshairs of the suck called January 6th. He didn't go there to break the law and he didn't. And they dragged him into it because they needed collateral damage to create that smokescreen story to hide the reality of the 2020 election. Not everybody can push back to the degree that Brandon could. But tens of thousands of people in my home state, registered Democrats, saying, I can't do it anymore. You guys left the reservation. I didn't leave you. You left this country. And these Republicans, who I used to make fun of, I now realize care an awful lot more about the soul of this country than these lunatics on the left. 35,000. That's a success, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. How about this? Why would the Department of Justice threaten to sue Texas? Because Texas is saying we're taking border security into our own hands. Barack Obama's DOJ doesn't like that. 
little legal wrangling you need to know about in the land of sock next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I really want you to stick around for our final segment coming up after the next commercial break. Because this whole story about um, Georgia, about the Secretary of State there, we've been talking about the Secretary of State from Maine, who's just some wacko. This guy, Brad Raffensperger, is a special slice of garbage. And it is now proven, demonstrably proven, that he lied on the phone with President Trump. I remember having Katherine Engelbrecht on this show. It was recent, within the last several months. And she's from True, True the Vote. And she and Greg Phillips have done all this. They're the ones who created and, and stumbled upon all of the data that they gave Dinesh D'Souza for 2,000 mules. So all of the geolocating stuff. And the government, the left, everybody came out for them. They went to jail because they wouldn't reveal sources, right? And Catherine Engelbrecht had said something that made me raise my eyebrow. I was like, wait, what did she just say? She was in the room, either with Donald Trump, I think with Donald Trump, when he called Brad Raffensperger and said, Brad, you're the guy in charge of the voter rolls and the election machinations in Georgia. We're seeing a lot of evidence of impropriety, fraud, and deception. No, 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 Mr. President. I stand by everything that we got here. We're all good. A-OK. Lie. Lied to the point where Brad Raffensperger reportedly gave to the Washington Post a doctored transcript of the exchange between Donald Trump and himself on that phone call. To make it look like Trump was strong arming him to fabricate evidence to prove that he had not, in fact, lost that 2020 election. That is a special slice of dirt bag. And we're going to talk about all of this in the next segment. Department of Justice threatening to sue Texas over its border security law. I'm getting this on Newsmax right now. Why would that be? Is it not the obligation of your government to protect your sovereignty, to protect the border from invasion? What we are experiencing right now, ladies and gentlemen, is in fact a true insurrection. And you have a government that is acting in a treasonous fashion because failure to protect the people of this country is actionable. Why would the Department of Justice fight Texas for Texas wanting to stop the flow of humanity at its border? Well, you know why. They need as many people in as fast as possible. These people will create all sorts of ancillary smoke screens that they can't even possibly imagine. These people will crash the social welfare system. That's necessary when you've got you've to institute your own new liberal world order. Right? 
The Department of Justice has threatened Texas Governor Greg Abbott that it will sue the state if Texas implements legislation allowing police to remove people from the country who were suspected of crossing the border illegally. Wait, what? Department of Justice threatening Texas governor. It's going to sue if Texas passes legislation allowing police to remove people who break the law and enter their country illegally. Almost sounds like the real enemy of the people is your government. Barack Obama's Department of Justice. Make no mistake, Joe Biden's somewhere on a beach looking like a robot under an umbrella in St. Croix. He ain't doing this. Senate Bill Number 4 gives state and local law enforcement the ability to arrest people they believe are in the country illegally. Passed by the legislature in Texas in November during a special session. Called by Abbott, signed into law December 18th by him, takes effect March 5th. In the letter to Abbott, according to the Houston Chronicle, the DOJ words, right, that they write this. If he does not confirm by January 3rd, the state will not enforce Senate Bill Number 4, quote, the United States will pursue all appropriate legal remedies to ensure Texas does not interfere with the functions of the federal government. The functions of the federal government, according to the Department of Justice, is to open the door and to welcome everybody and his brother in to make you unsafe, to break you, to make your life inconvenient, to make your family insecure, to put your children in danger, and then to force you to freaking pay for it. And they said it out freaking loud. That, my friends, is what we are up against. So we can sit here and we can talk about this wackadoodle in Maine who believes that she has the power to strike Donald Trump's name. That's not the story. The story is your government is the greatest threat to you. Facts. All right. So this is why Brad Raffensperger refuses to testify under oath. The details that you cannot miss. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. These stories make me very angry. This whole idea that elected officials, and I don't care what your politics are. I don't care what party you represent. When you go like this and you press, you know, your hand onto the Bible and you repeat after me, and it's an oath, it's not up for negotiation. It's not like, well, today maybe, but tomorrow, my different story. And it disgusts me to see how many of our suspicions going all the way back to 2020 have come true. We've been canceled. We've been silenced. We've been permanently banned. I've lost multiple jobs because I dared to say the truth. And the truth is a very frightening thing if all you're being told are lies. Breaking. Gateway Pundit, by the way. Now there is proof. Brad Raffensperger lied to President Trump when he told him in January 2021 phone call there was no fraud in the 2020 election. That's like Joe Biden saying, I have never, ever.
ever spoken to my son about his business. It's 100% safe and effective. It was the safest, most secure election ever. These absolute comments. Tip off number one. Nope. We saw nothing, my man. Every community has voter fraud. From the voter rolls to the stupid ballot signatures, all of it. What a hack. Here's the story. In late December 2020, President Trump made a call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger asking him to look at some of the items that were recovered or uncovered by his auditor. There was plenty of evidence for a competent auditor or any man of integrity to know that the election was uncertifiable. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger's office secretly recorded that phone call with President Trump and then lied about its contents later when they leaked it to the far-left Washington Post. Raffensperger's office ran to the Washington Post and leaked a fraudulent transcript of that call. It's called the wrap-up smear, guys. Nancy Pelosi told us about it. She was gleeful. Yeah, you know what? You're going to make up some jazz about somebody you want to damage. And you're going to go and you're going to leak it to somebody who's super hungry because they don't know how to do with their job anymore. They don't know what reporting is all about. And so they think they're getting a scoop. Oh, my gosh, yes. Then they go out and they publish it. And then you merchandise it. You rip off what they've published and say, look, Washington Post is saying blah, blah, blah. That's the wrap-up smear. This is exactly what Brad freaking Raffensperger did. You lying son of a boop. After they were caught lying to the American people, the Washington Post outed a woman named Jordan Fuchs. She's the associate deputy number two secretary of state, right? Of Hackville. So the Washington Post outed her as their, quote, anonymous source for the garbage hit piece. We didn't do it. She told us. Oh, they're all cowards when the lights come on like cockroaches who scatter, right? Fuchs provided the Washington Post with a fraudulent Trump quote that the paper ran in an anti-Trump hit piece on January 9th. Can you imagine if these people just did their jobs and didn't manipulate and didn't commit fraud and didn't corrupt and deceive and suck as much as they do would be amazing. So they plan to do this to do the most damage to president Trump before the sham impeachment trial in the U S Senate. All of this is orchestrated. Georgia chairman of the Republican Party, David Schaefer, later revealed that Raffensperger and Fuchs lied to the Washington Post about Trump, demanding that they, quote, find the fraud. That's how many times have you heard that? That Donald Trump called and he tried and he demanded the same way he demanded from Vladimir Zelensky. You better find out that the stuff that's going on in there, the corruption about his presumptive competitor, Joe Biden. That's why he was impeached. Um, allegedly. That's how dirty and disgusting these people are. He never said that. After they leaked their version of the story to the Washington Post, they deleted the audio of the call, which, oopsies, was later found in the laptop's trash folder. (laughs) 
from the Washington Post. Here's the correction. Correction, semicolon. Two months after publication of this story, the Georgia Secretary of State released an audio recording of President Donald Trump's December phone call with the state's top elections investigator. The recording revealed that the Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call based on information provided by a source. Why don't you just say it was provided by Brad Raffensperger and this Jordan Fuchs piece of work? Trump did not tell the investigator to, quote, find the fraud or say she would be, quote, a national hero if she did so. Instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, asserting she would find dishonesty there. He also told her that she had, quote, the most important job in the country right now. A story about the recording can be found here. The headline and text of the story have been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump. Do you think that that correction went across the masthead? Was the banner of their publication that day? Do you think it came out? Do, 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 breaking news, hot off the press. We gave you fake news. It wasn't fact-checked. It wasn't debunked. No factometer was launched on it. It was printed because that's what happens. And I guarantee you that this little correction showed up somewhere ancillarily. That's even a word. That like seven people found it, but the damage is done. I'm going to say you are a blank I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. We're going to put it on the news. We're going to flood social media with it. And then when we find out, oh, well, yeah, you know, that really wasn't 100% correct. I'm going to quietly insert a correction that nobody will see. Damage done. Damage done. Let me ask you this, guys. How many liberals in your life, family members, have alleged that Donald Trump is a criminal? who needs to be held accountable. Nobody's above the law. He's a threat to democracy. He incited a rebellion. He tried to overthrow the government. All of his stupid lawsuits allege these things. All of them are based on garbage. Will the liberals in your life, when they get the information that they've been duped, that they have been the victims of a fake story for eight years, do you think they will awaken? Will they be like the 35,000 Democrats in my home state of Pennsylvania who've left the, Repo the Democrat Party and have become Republicans? Because that is what is happening. That is the tide that is rolling into the shore. That is the pushback. That is what has given rise to blacks for Trump, Latinos for Trump, even gays for Trump. That is what is at stake here. And everybody is seeing one specific person, Donald Trump, in the main crosshairs, but also Brandon Strzok, 
and Gary Varvel and Brock and myself in our own way when the knives come out. You know what time it is? It is at this time every Friday that we try to drop on you a reminder that people are inherently good, that all is not lost. And much like the people who've given $55 million to Texas to build a wall, there is kindness out there, the likes of which we could never know. Steve Hartman takes it on the road, takes us to Detroit to a story of wonderful giving. Enjoy. On Detroit's west side, we found a story on a second story. It's a duplex. Yeah. Downstairs renter Colin McConnell says the new neighbors above have been disrupting his peace below. Those are Detroit Lions practicing up there some nights, you know. In actuality, it was three peewees, running backs, and fourths across the hardwood. The kids belonged to 33-year-old Don Wilson. And for months, Colin knew nothing of Don beyond what he could hear through the floorboards. But when they finally met, Colin says he picked up a whisper of something much more. You could just tell something was weighing on him. So that's when I kind of was like, you good? And and he just kind of was like, "Uh, not really. Turns out, Don had just lost the love of his life and mother of his children. LaKenya had a stroke and died this past summer. She was 39. Just not having that person here, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I can't be like her. (laughs) Juggling the kids and a full-time job with virtually no savings was overwhelming. After Colin heard that, the noise from above became the least of his worries. He posted a video on social media asking for anything to help this guy. And within hours, the boxes started showing up on his doorstep. This is all for you, bro. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, bro. It was everything Don would need for Christmas and beyond. But he says the best gift was that it all came from strangers. That was the best feeling because with random people that you don't expect, that surprise joy. It was just, it's amazing. I never felt it before. Very soon, people around the world will be listening for sleigh bells. But in this tiny duplex, this man will be listening happily for the pounding feet of children enchanted and know that Christmas has come. See, they want to change the story. They cannot change our story. There is goodness everywhere. Do not go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite parts of the week. It's awful and necessary. Bad Joke Friday. Got to be able to laugh at something, right? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hey, I believe that in order to live the fullest life, you have to have fun. You have to work hard. You have to sacrifice. Yes, you have to work hard, but you have to be silly. You have to laugh and you have to take the time. And that, my friends, is why we have Bad Joke Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York and boy, my arm's tired. (laughs) I'm joking, of course. (laughs) Anywho, welcome to the comedy club. 
Won't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Jump Friday? All right, so here's the rule. We only get bad jokes. Hopefully they're bad, and mostly usually they are. And we're not allowed to proofread them. So if we botch them, that's part of the allure of ending a week on the Wendy Bell Radio program with this. First joke always is from Dr. Richard Rafferty from the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh. And he says this. John goes to the golf course to try to get in a round of golf. He ends up getting paired with a priest and off they go to play. On the third hole, John misses an easy shot and yells, damn, I missed. The priest scolds him for using that kind of language and reminds him that God is always watching. They continue playing and it happens again. Damn, I missed again. The priest scolds John, this time telling him, you know, if you continue using that language, God himself is going to strike you with a lightning bolt. John shrugs it off and they continue playing. Later on, it happens the final time. Damn, I missed. Suddenly, the heavens open up and a finger points through the clouds, igniting a single lightning bolt, which crackles and blasts straight towards the golf course, striking and killing the priest. What? John looks down at the priest and up at the clouds in confusion. A profound voice echoes from above. Damn, I missed. That was good. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. I was uh, waiting for something from him, and you just left me flat. How do you measure a snake? I don't know. In inches, they don't have feet. Oh, gosh. I went to a furniture store to buy a living room set last weekend, told the salesman I needed two couches that would seat a total of eight people, pointed to a set and said, these couches would seat eight people, no problem. I smiled and asked, now, where am I going to get eight people with no problems? Come on, that was cute. <laughs> wow, your silence you heard is the rumor gro- You heard the rumor going around about butter. Uh-oh. Never mind, I shouldn't spread it. Public service announcement. Did you hear that Walmart is giving away dead batteries for the holiday? They're free of charge. Oh, God. I know. I know. Go ahead. I just, oh, my teacher told me I would never amount to anything since I procrastinate so much. <laughs> I told her, you just wait. <laughs> a blind man walks into a bar, sits down, thinking he'd break the ice with the bartender by asking, want to hear a blonde joke? In a hushed voice, a man behind him says... Well, before you tell that joke, you should know our bartender is blonde. Our bouncer is blonde. I'm a six foot four inch black belt. The man sitting on the other side of me is six foot two, 250 pounds and a rugby player. The guy sitting next to you is pushing 300, six, six, and he's a wrestler. We're all blonde. So you think about it, mister. Do you really want to tell that joke? The blind man sat for a second, thinking over the odds and replied, no, not if I have to explain it five times. (laughs) (laughs) Why did the man name his dogs Rolex and Timex? Because they were watchdogs. Oh, go on. You gave me all the long ones. Oh, my heavens. Are you ready? I'm ready. A trucker stops at a combination truck stop bar in Texas, right? And he's amazed at how large it is inside. In addition to the bar, there's even a bowling alley. Trucker says, this place is huge. The bartender tells him, look, everything's bigger in Texas. Trucker is to climb a stepladder to reach the stool seat, then orders a beer. The bartender brings him a gallon-sized mug of beer. Trucker says, I've never seen a mug that size. Again, the bartender says, everything's bigger in Texas. By the time the trucker's done with the beer, the trucker has to pee, of course, and asks directions to the bathroom. The bartender tells him, go down the hallway, turn left, but the trucker gets confused, turns right instead, and falls into an inside pool. 
The bartender hears the man splashing around and yells, You okay in there? The trucker says, Yes, but for God's sake, don't let anybody flush. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm on a whiskey diet. Oh. So far, I've lost three days. I got so drunk last night, I walked across the dance floor to get another drink and won the dance contest. That was pretty good. I like it. The only thing flat earthers fear is sphere itself. What do you get when you cross a plane with a snake? A Boeing constrictor? I know. Last night I went to my company's Christmas party. I had 10 beers and several whiskeys on the rocks. However, I know... I knew I was over the legal limit, so I did the responsible thing and took a cab home. Sure enough, there was a DUI checkpoint on my way home, but since it was a cab, they waved past. When I arrived home safely, it was a great relief because I'd never driven a cab before. (laughs) (laughs) What does a a person with diarrhea... Oh, Oh, boy. What does a person with diarrhea and an electric car owner have in common? I think I know this one. What? They're both in the hope that they make it. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's faster, hot or cold? Hot. Why? Oh. Because you can catch a cold. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I have one that's small enough, Brock. Uh, which one? Oh, no, I just did that one. What did the atheist beaver say when he died and went to hell? Atheist beaver? Yes. Died and went to hell? Yes. I don't know. What did well, he say? Well, I'll be damned. Oh, my goodness. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, and according to my in-laws, you want to make sure that before the clock strikes midnight leading into New Year's that you pick up your left foot so you can start on the right foot in the new year. I know I'll be here all week. Thank you very much, Mom and Dad. I probably botched it. Thank you for being part of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We'll be back on Monday. Yes, New Year's Day will be here. Join us. Peace.